Welcome to Robert Land. That's right, your favorite not safe for work comedy fast food podcast. And I'm your host, Robert Thompson. And here's your co-host, Roscoe Soul Train. Yeah, man. What's what up? Is what's up, up brother? Dude? Man, we are getting to the end of the year. Yeah, Can we you are, believe dude. It? It's freezing cold outside. I know. There's <laughs> snow everywhere. It's man. fucking nuts, man. Yeah, I make that noise, dude, every time I take a my kids out to the pool. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was yeah. thinking about the dropping of the audience or whatever. Yeah, I think the there's like certain rules yeah. that you yeah you don't want to break. A little, little clue into the to the audience out here. Our retention is about right now. It's about dropping off. <laughs> yeah. everyone's gone. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you're in for a treat, guys. Don't worry. This is this is actually an extremely interesting character. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, he is a bla- he's a larger than life character yeah, in the, the whole, whole thing, world. The whole thing. We're, we're talking about it all, dude. We're not even yeah. just talking about the man. No. We're talking about the legendary restaurant and tiki bar Don, Don the, the Beachcombers. Wow, man. That's fucking rad, dude. Yeah, dude. Catching I've, waves. I've been to a Don the Beachcombers before. You've been to a Don the Beachcombers? Yes, I have. Yeah, man. And then when, one day we went outside of one just to see what how yeah. bad it was. And I actually stole... Some of the uh, succulents that were out in front of the the old Don the Beachcombers or Sam Seafood in Huntington Beach or Sunset Beach, depending on how arrogant you are. Um, <laughs> and uh, I took some of those and I have them planted inside of my kitchen. They are up on the windowsill with a bunch of other little succulents. So I have stolen pieces of Don the Beachcombers that are growing inside my apartment right now. Dang. Living. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, Don the Beachcomber, if you look into anything tiki, yeah. he is a... His name always pops up. His name is one of yeah. the first, if Trader not the Vic first. Trader Vic and, and Don the Beachcomber, Don Beach. Um, yeah, it's always but there. We're, we're going to get into it, because he, he's a legend. Uh, right, before we do that, life. we got to get into my favorite segment. Your favorite segment, right. a Fast Food Minute. Enjoy. Hey, this is Fast Food Minute with Zach Hillman. Some people bug out when they don't get their morning coffee. Well, hold on to your thorax, because I've got some disturbing news. Up until 2012, Starbucks strawberry and cream frappuccino used an additive called carmine, which is derived from crushed up bugs. It's weird to hear about them grinding up bugs instead of the economies of underdeveloped nations. Carmine specifically comes from the cochineal bug, which produced carminic acid to ward off predators, much like Robert Stocko Belfort's. The bugs are scraped off prickly pears, ground up, and mixed with calcium or aluminum salts to produce carmine. To be fair though, the use of carmine is nothing new as South American cultures have used carmine since at least the 10th century for cosmetics and fabric dyes. And plenty of other food products use it too. Ever wonder where they got the name Bug Juice? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was fun. Yeah, thanks for saving me, dude. Oh, you're welcome. No problem, dude. We made that work, dude. Yeah, we did make it work. Teamwork, man. It yeah. helps with the circle. Jerks. Jerks. <laughs> the band. That was the, the that was the original saying before they changed the dream work. Yeah. It was teamwork helps the circle, the circle jerk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or jerks. Yeah, yeah, was, plural. Yeah, both. Yeah, dude. So, well, does. speaking of circle jerking, <laughs> how much yeah. of that has gone on in Don the Beach Oh, man, probably a lot, dude. It just depends <laughs> on what location you're talking about. In Hollywood, it was probably a lot more than uh, Chicago. They get the, or, the fetus yeah. where they get the adrenochrome yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they all <laughs> yeah, wear their the tiki basement. hats. Yeah. Yeah. It was in the basement going on there. There was a pool, and they, they were doing summoned, all the sacrifices. And yeah, the lizards s- were down there, too. <laughs> they were all drinking that zombie drink that Don was famous for making. Well, enough of the conspiracy theories of Don the Beachcomber. Uh, we haven't even gotten started. Yeah, so where does this mythological, just larger-than-life being start? Start? Oh, man. He, he started 
and uh, what what other place uh, you, that you want to escape? Texas. Whoa. For those people out there in Texas, I, I apologize and I'm sorry. Hey, what you mean about that, man? <laughs> yeah. So well, let's let's break into this history right now, brother. So, let's do uh, it. There's a lot. I, I wrote down a lot here. Uh, I, I pull a lot from different resources, uh, mainly um, Pornhub.com. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mainly, I just look Dot up, com. I just call up our, our the friend of the show, Ramon, and just say, what do you got for me, brother? <laughs> um, but Ramon's I, I, very informative. Yeah, I, I pulled yeah. a few different um, little tidbits about Don the Beachcombers from a variety of sources. Um, but you know what I've learned uh, about Don Beach, or uh, as he was formerly known as Ernest Raymond Beaumont Gant, is uh, Don Beach was somewhat of a bullshit artist. Yeah, in a, in a lot of respects, they a, call that. Uh, um, I just heard this whole podcast on that personality type in the eighteen hundreds was big, or ni- the nineteenth century. It's yeah. called uh, John, enthusiasm, John Smith, enthusiasm guy. It's no, called, what do they call him? They called him. Uh, they're like they're like a, a Mormon. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, yeah, it was like a like a huckster. Yeah, the, the, yeah. and there was a Mormon guy that's famous. John Smith. He was like the main dude. John Smith. There's another guy that started his own branch of Mormonism. Oh, okay. And it was crazy, dude. He actually like it was like a pirate colony in uh, Michigan. In Michigan, dude. You should look okay. it up. And there's yeah. still a church that celebrates it. But he was a guy. That made his own church, went, and he would bullshit everybody. Back in the day, you could just do that. You, you could, could be like, build your own well, persona. I mean, you could kind of do that now. I mean, just look at Alex Jones. That's true. Friend of the show. Yeah, Not Alex really, Jones actually. is actually Guy Fieri. Yeah, dude, for real. Yeah, without who's the actually, hair. Uh, who was the guy that everybody thought he was? Bill Hicks? Yeah, Bill Hicks. Yeah, yeah. it's like, Alex Jones is Bill Hicks, and that's why he's friends with all the comedians and shit. Oh, and that's why it's silly. Like, no, he's not. He's from Texas as well as Bill Hicks Bill is Hicks, from Texas. Yeah, yeah so they've got Texas. a similar Bunch accent. of hucksters out there, you know? But yeah, but you like, kind of do that now. It's just in a different realm. But Don Beach built a persona just yeah. like that Mormon guy. Speaking of hucksters and, 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 and uh, Alex Jones, there was a guy... That used to smoke cigarettes right out of this window, right here. Yeah, and he he wore a fucking Infowars shirt every day of the week. Wow. Yeah. Every day was Infowars. Every day, and I'd see him out there every fucking day, just horfing down fucking darts like wow. it was 1987. Dang. Yeah, lucky guy. Man, where's he now? Uh, he probably moved to Texas. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, got to get out of here. We could start a new life. And you know, back in the day of when Don the Beachcomber came about, yeah, you it was could, a, you could do that. You could you could re- really get away. You with could a lot. really rebuild your life. You could be whoever you want. Sure, and, yeah. And Don the Beachcomber changed his name multiple. Yeah, times. Yeah, well, his name was four names. Okay, so we're gonna start. So Don Beach was born as Ernest Raymond Beaumont Gant in Texas in 1907. There's a lot, like I said earlier, there's a lot of foggy info about Ernest in his early years. According to him, after traveling in the South Pacific and Caribbean, he landed in Hollywood and worked as an illegal bootlegger, making moonshine during Prohibition for a number of years. There is some truth to this. I think that he was, had a little side business and was like making shit happen. Um, it doesn't surprise me. There's probably a lot of people making freaking yeah, making gin and shit. Um, after Prohibition was repealed in 1933, Don opened Don the Beachcomber, a cafe and bar in the corner of a small hotel on, on, uh, at McAdden Place, where he concocted powerful rum drinks for his customers. Rum was the least expensive of the spirits in that era, and Don had sampled a variety in his world travels. 
He devised an exotic menu of rum-based drinks that complemented his theme and scratched the cocktail names on a board behind the bar. You can tell I didn't write this. <laughs> you can, every time... So, as you guys know, like I pull information out of, of many sources, and, and you can tell when I don't write things because it's a little hard for me to read. <laughs> I do go over things and try to change them so it's easier for my pea brain to understand and kind of get out of my mouth. <laughs> Because I don't know if you guys know this, but English is not my first language, but it's my second language. Yeah. Uh, my first language was schlachlosatischlapos. But who knows if I'm ever going to use I that. I think that language. sounds familiar. But. Yeah, it might, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he would scratch the, the cocktail names on a board behind the bar. With his business growing in popularity, Don had his eye in a larger space right across the street. He and his girlfriend, Cora Irene Sund, also known as Sunny, raised money together to move into the new location three years later. Inspired by his travels, Don filled the new place with Polynesian flair, including a bamboo bar, matching bar stools, fishnets on the walls, large glass fish, weights, <laughs> and uh, cocktail umbrellas adorning his drinks. I guess like he was the first guy to like use cocktail, cocktail? Yeah, cocktail umbrellas. Wow. Yeah, he was like the first the dude. The little cocktail. Yeah. Which what, is the coolest fucking thing? Yeah, where are those? Fr- is that just? I don't from know. I think him? that he he started doing that. I'm Got not sure where. And, who knows, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It, but they're so fucking. They're so. They're awesome. so cool. Yeah. yeah, I remember using those with my GI Joes. Yes, because they were perfect parachutes. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah here yeah. we go. Or just little parasails for just if you wanted to make them cute. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. Uh, uh, it, Let's see. Uh, according to Don, Don Beach became the founding father of Polynesian, the Polynesian Tiki Bar, even though Clifton's Pacific Seas, which was mentioned on, the, on, a, on another Robert Land, uh, opened a year prior. Um, Don could also rightly claim that he was the first cross-marketing restaurateur with a rum shop, gift store, and a Chinese grocery store just inside his bar's front doors. Don said, if you can't get to paradise, I'll bring it to you. And he told that to all of his customers. The Hollywood location became a haven for Hollywood stars and elite. In 1936, a wealthy businessman struck and killed a pedestrian with his car, allegedly driving while after or, allegedly driving while home after a night. Or, oh, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. He was drinking and driving after a night at Don the Beachcombers. Uh... Who was the driver? Howard Hughes. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, Don installed a sprinkler system. This is like later on. He installed a sprinkler system on the top of his bar's tin roof so customers would think it was raining and stay for another drink. The food Don served uh, paired perfectly with the drinks that he had developed. His dishes were mainly hyped up Chinese fare with pineapple and coconut flavors and an island flair in the presentation. Don was, above all, a creative bartender. His cocktails were mostly rum-based. Rum was the drink of the islands and was very accessible. Many say that Don created the Mai Tai in 1934, although Trader Vic's of San Francisco claims that they were made, that the, the drinks were, he was the original creator, but apparently he didn't create it until the 40s, so I don't know. That's Ooh. like a weird point of contention when it comes to like the Mai Tai, is like Trader Vic said that he invented it and Don Beach said he invented it. And I'm not. I don't have a dog in the fucking fight on this one. Yeah. And I'm not even sure if the tiki people are even like that's a point of contention, because people will fight over any bullshit for no reason. It's like West Side Story with Hawaiian shirts. He's, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 
also uh, first shaken. Oh, there was so he made like drinks. He made a whole bunch of drinks. Uh, we'll get into some of those later. So the mai tai he may have he invented. Made, yeah, so I, I think that he did, um, but he invented the mai tai. Um, God, man, I remember my best my best buddy George when we were younger. Like he, his parents had all kinds of rum, and George knew how to make a mai tai. There was always there was always pineapple juice in his fridge, and we got bombed out on mai tais one night. George had them on a thermos. I think it was Fourth of July. We were like sixteen. <laughs> yeah, we were sixteen. Just getting shit housed on Mai Tais. And I remember we went to this party and it was the craziest. Par- I mean, this is no bullshit. So we were really fucked up. I mean, we were like, I don't even drink anymore, but when I was a kid, I was a maniac. So we really fucked up. We went to this party and it was with all these drama nerds. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you guys know this about drama nerds. They're also like the most wild and zesty characters sexually on they're Earth. all fucking all the time they're fucking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. drama kids Fuck. yeah yeah band kids also yeah they're drama cousins. kids more over than anybody else yeah yeah so we went to this party and um we're so fucking loaded and i remember george at one point had switched over to daiquiris and he was drinking strawberry daiquiri out of a blender and shit started getting real zesty in there and it just ended up turning into some kind of crazy pansexual frenzy. <laughs> what was pansexual? Have I ever told you this story? I think so, but I thought you were older than 16. No, we were 16. And people were just freaking... Everybody was started fucking <laughs> all around us. And I remember being so loaded that I thought I was hallucinating. Yeah, I mean, that sounds trippy, kind of. Yeah. It was really... I mean, I was really, really drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember leaving... Like I was like, I gotta get out. My buddy pushed some guy, and I'm I'm I don't know why he pushed him. Um, <laughs> was the guy in the middle of sex? Like his dick was out. Like I, I don't know. Hey, bro, come on, dude. I, I don't know. I, I didn't see it. I just saw like him pushing this guy, and I, I'm not sure why. He shot a load in the mai tai. I mean, maybe. Um, <laughs> but uh, it all of a sudden started like getting out of hand, dude. It was getting out of hand, and so I had to grab my buddy, and I grabbed George, and I remember being like, "We got to get the fuck out of here." And I remember as I was leaving, there was like six of these girls that were walking in. And they were all like very nice girls that I went to high school with. Uh-huh. And I remember saying to one of them, I was like, dude, you don't want to go in there. Yeah. And they're like, N- why? And I was like, because it's like a fucking orgy going on there. They're like, yeah, right. And I'm yeah. like, whatever. Well, I'm have like, fun. You've yeah. been warned. And I we left. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, that was... Uh, Wow. That was the the first time I ever got bombed out on Mai Tais. So I'd imagine the debauchery that took place <laughs> at, uh, yeah, Don at the, the Beach original Don the Beachcombers. Yeah, the bigger location. Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, so, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Don served in the U.S. Army during World War II where his ship was attacked by a U-boat. Beach was injured, and after he recovered, he spent the remainder of his uh, enlistment in charge of hotels and restaurants where airmen could rest and recuperate. Uh, on uh, both at Capri and in Venice, on the Lido and the French Riviera, uh, under the ter- oh, so when Don Don came back, um, him and his wife um, Sunny were getting a divorce. But when he came back, um, I think I'm not sure if they got divorced, and then he came back, or or one or the other. But regardless, when he was gone, Sunny was in charge of running Don the Beachcombers. So. He came back, and she had opened up a fuckload of them. Whoa. It became she like expanded a... expanded yes, the empire. Yes. So he op- she opened up a fuckload of them. Uh, so I guess under the terms of the, the divorce, 
Um, Don wasn't allowed to open up a, another beach, Don the Beachcombers in the United States, but the rest of the world was totally fine. Whoa. So he could he could do that. Meanwhile, there was like another chain of the Beachcombers that were not affiliated with Don's on the East Coast. Oh, so wow. I guess there was like the Beachcomber or the Beachcomber Lounge or something, and those those were, had no affiliation. And I actually saw some videos from a Beachcomber, and it looked pretty cool. There was like a crocodile pit. Whoa! <laughs> it was cool, man. So there was like fucking emulate. birds. Yeah, yeah. Or just yeah. like well, the tiki phenomenon was a big fucking deal, and there was it a ton of these up. things all over the country all, and all over the the world over. Yeah. Um, I'm glad Pinkberry stopped at Pinkberry. You know yeah, what I mean? Seriously. Yeah. Um, so under the terms of his divorce, he was not allowed to open up a Don the Peach Groomers in the United States. Since Hawaii was not a state at the time, Don said, fuck it, I'm moving to Waikiki. And he opened up a Don the Beach Groomer location on Waikiki Beach and fully immersed himself into Tiki Paradise. I've he been also, there. <laughs> have you? Waikiki Beach. Oh, oh Waikiki when I, when Beach. I was 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The magical place, dude. Yeah. I can imagine a Don the Beach Groomers there. Um, so he also built the open air international marketplace in the center of Honolulu's tourist area where his offices were located above in an enormous banyan tree. So Don built his office in a fucking tree house. That is the dopest and shit. And he did ever. all of his business in a fucking tree house. What a boss dude. Yeah. And not to mention, like I didn't I didn't we didn't talk about this earlier, but we I mentioned Don was a bullshit artist. So Don basically played this character of Don the Beachcomber and he wore all the outfits and shit and like and lived and breathed this He was this, like Captain Ron, that movie with Yeah. Uh, or like a jungle jungle, yeah, cruise. jungle Cruise guy, yeah. Yeah, like it's so cool. I that feel he like just, he'd have like Indiana Jones artifacts in his house. He probably I mean? I mean, you think about it, he probably did. Because when I think when you're like a weird uh, like eccentric business guy who does who like does things that I just think about the stuff that I end up getting or that I value, and then then people go, "Oh, you value dumbass fucking big boy statues or weird little dolls or like you know little cavemen, you know like people like they say like, oh you you like this shit? It's like fuck, dude. Like I got some 1970s blow mold skeletons in my grandma's closet. You should fucking take them, and then you end up with all this fucking weird wacky shit. So I think that. I mean, Don probably knew people all over the place because he was a party guy. He had a treasure trove, probably. Yeah, he probably had the best stuff, stuff, you know? Best stuff. Probably weird-ass mermaid, like skeletal mermaids, and who knows, man. So what were the look of Don the Beachcombers? Your typical tiki bar. Like, he kind of, like, distilled, like, where where, uh, Pacific Seas, like, he kind of took that and distilled it down a little bit. And I, I remember the Don the Beachcombers that was in Huntington Beach, and by the time I got there, it was it was kind of, I mean, it was it was worn down. I, I, the last time I went there was before it was is over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny because you, you had such big hands, and that's a small Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> it right. looks. Did you think it was a normal? It looks. It looks so funny. It looks like you're <laughs> under the giant. Um, oh, but yeah, like, this. that fucking that place was just beat to fuck, man. I, I, it was it was cool. It was very cool, but. Yeah, man, I wish I would have got a couple tiki mugs from there before it closed down. Wait, so, uh, so do you know? So, you know, you're saying that him and Sonny, since they split up, yeah, she took, um, she made, she, she opened up locations. Let's see. Do you think the HB location was her that opened no, it? No, no, we're gonna get to that. Okay. Um, so she opened up uh, L.A., Aurora, Colorado, Chicago, Illinois, Corona Del Mar, Dallas, Texas, Denver, Colorado. Damn. Um. She opened up Honolulu, 
or maybe she didn't open up that. Maybe that was Dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston, Texas, Las Vegas, Malibu, Marina Del Rey, Oxnard. The f- there was a fucking Dawn's in the Nard, bro. Wow. Um, Palm Springs, St. Paul, Minnesota, San Diego. Two in San Diego. Damn. Uh, Santa Barbara, Santa Clara, Seattle, uh, and West Lafayette, Indiana. So she opened up a bunch. Um, so, yeah. So then, uh, let's see. What else do I got here? Um, so I guess that she sold Don the Beachcomber, the Don the Beachcomber franchise in 1958 to a dude named Joe Drown. Uh, he was the owner of the Hotel Bel Air. At the time, uh, the area had become a, a haven for tiki bars. And uh, the Zambogana, uh, Bo- Boanga, South Seas Club. I, tiki people are going to know what this is. Um, South Seas Club, the Pirate Den, the Tonga Hut, Tiki Tea, which is nearby, mm. uh, and, and many and many more over here. Uh, Don ended up dying of liver cancer in Hawaii in 1989 at the age of 81. Um, so that kind of was the and not not complete end of Don the Beachcombers. I mean, there were still ones left, but eventually, like the majority of these things died out, uh, if not all of them. Uh, in 2001, this is something I had no idea. Um, there's a little place in Anaheim called Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a at DCA in Disneyland. Uh, they opened up a small Don the Beachcombers that served food without rum drinks, um, but ended up they closed it a few years later. So, so it opened with DCA. There was a Don the Beachcombers. That Dude, that sounds DCA. really familiar. Like yeah, I think it was over there. Um, in like the chop, like where the chopsticks place was. Yeah. Oh, in the, food the, court? In the wharf. Or I whatever. think. I think so. Yeah, that's wild, dude. That's crazy. You know what they're doing to that wharf, right? Yeah, just fucking big hero six. Shit. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> fucking whatever, dude. Yeah. IPs, dude. Just taking a shit all over everything. <laughs> that's what so, happens, dude. Kanye was right, and no, I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go DefCon three on. Yeah, uh, no, yeah I'm um, starting to talk about piss now. <laughs> so so Don Don passed away, and then so yeah, it got it got kind of reinvigorated. Um, they that's opened so cool. one so up. Disney repped Don the Beachcomber for a very short time. That's yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Um, now it's owned by Marisol LLC, and it owns the rights to the, both the bar and its name. They opened up two locations in Hawaii in 05. Uh, they struck a licensing deal with Huntington Beach's Sam Seafood in 2009 for the use of the name and original food and drink recipes. And there was a, a rich guy, I don't know his name, but he was kind of like instrumental in doing it too. Mm. So like, a, I guess he was like a, a rich guy from Huntington Beach that where they were just like, dude, you should take Sam Seafood and make it into a Don Beach commerce. He's like, yeah, cool, sounds great, and did it. Wow. So that's why there, that was a, it was originally a place called Sam Seafood. But they were doing all kinds of cool stuff with Don Don Beachcombers for a while over there. They had the International Tiki Marketplace that was going on there for a minute. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. There's bands, the Hula Girls. I don't know if you guys if you guys are uh, watching this on YouTube. When you're done with this episode, go over and check out Spike's Cocktail Breeze Spike's Breezeway Cocktail Hour. I think it's called Spike's Breezeway. Just type in Spike's Breezeway. It's a great it's a great uh, tiki bar channel. He was he's the guitar player of the Hula Girls, mm. and he's also a videographer and a and a, and a photographer. He's a really talented guy, but he built a really cool tiki bar uh, at his house, and he films all these videos of him getting fucked up with all kinds of people that are in the tiki universe. Very cool. Very 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 great channel. Um, anyway, so uh, 
so there was um, there's the two that opened up in Hawaii and the one that opened up uh, the international marketplace which Don opened was closed in 2014 to make way for a Saks Fifth Avenue all right mm. um, one thing I pulled off of I was looking up Yelp reviews and we haven't done any Yelp reviews in a while but mainly that's like that's a big part of our show it's the funny ass Yelp reviews but I, f- I pulled one up for the for one of the Don the Beachcombers in in uh, at the the Royal Lahaina Resort um, in Kanapali. All right, so this guy Vince wrote on Yelp. He said, "This Don the Beachcombers is on the property of the Royal Lahaina Resort in Kanapali, but exists in a tragic limbo. And by that I mean they only use it as sur- a service bar during their nightly luau next door. The outside looks very authentic, vintage, and well maintained." I got a chance to sneak inside and check out the interior, but all the lights were out and it was dark. From what I could see, it was big and pretty vintage tiki. Then I was booted out by security and that was that. Mm -hmm. And then he says, come on, Royal Lahaina, get this sucker back in the swing of things and introduce a new generation to some authentic Don Don Beach drinks. So he wrote that, I think, in like 2010. But yeah, apparently the exterior was all, it said Don, Don the Beachcombers on the outside, but... I guess they were only using it as a service bar. Super mm. disappointing. It closed down a long time ago. Um, so, Don the Beach Combers in Huntington Beach closed down in 20, 2018. Uh, Don's Mai Tai Bar and Restaurant and Don's Breezeway, Breezeway Lounge are still in operation at the Royal Kona Resort on the Big Island. Um, Don loved to be a character. He drew in all kinds of celebrities to the, that original Don the Beachcomber location, like Howard Hughes, the Marx Brothers, Charlie Chaplin, Greta Garbo, and Orson Welles. He legally changed his name, not once, but three times, to Don Beach-Comer. Then it was Don Beachcomber, and then finally Don Beach. Um, the 16th location... The 16th... The 16th location... Growth... Oh, sorry. The growth of the... Of the Don the Beachcombers, in a lot of respects, was due to his ex-wife, Sunny. She was, in a lot of respects, the uh, the businesswoman and the brains behind the operation, which is pretty cool, especially during that time period, yeah. for, for a woman to fucking really take the reins and, yeah. and build up a goddamn empire. Yeah. You know? That's Su- cool. Very successful and, and very cool. Yeah. Hats um, off to, to yeah. Sunny and Don. And, yeah. Sunny and Don. Um. Sounds like a news team. He, I mentioned earlier, he did all of his business out of a treehouse. That's so very cool. cool. Um, later, later in his life, he moved to an elaborate houseboat that he designed himself called the Mar- Marama. I think I said Marama. Uh, he lived on the Marama, splitting his time between Mooria and Hawaii until he passed. What a cool guy, man! Because you got to think about it. Like this was all fresh. Then, yeah, man, for like he's, Americans he's fucking, to be like, hey, let's do the palm, like, dude, him, know, and, him and Trader shit. Vic, man, they fucking made yeah. it a thing. Yeah, super cool. I yeah. found I was I was talking about this earlier, but I found these pictures of his houseboat, and Don was definitely enjoying his retirement. There was this picture of the back of his houseboat had these two topless Hawaiian chicks. Like, <laughs> this picture was probably taken in the seventies, but the fucking guy was partying yeah. all uh, all the way to the end. Good nice, for him. dude. Good for Don, man. Yeah. His rival was Trader Vic. That's so fucking strange, too. Um, oh, yeah. And also, those beachcomber restaurants on the uh, East Coast had no affiliation with Don the Beachcombers. Is there still beachcombers on the East Coast I, at all? I actually do not know. There, there very well could be, but I would assume that 
they probably have closed by now. Mm. So many of these places haven't made it. I mean, through the waves of interest through tiki bars, it's like very little are able to kind of weather the storms. Unfortunately, that's cool yeah. that, about that. How he installed the sprinkler system on top yeah. of the roof in Hawaii. Smart, you know, yeah. very smart. And what's kind of what's fun about that too is that it kind of it's something that exists in so many other tiki bars all over the the, the United States. Like in um, the Tonga Room in San Francisco, there is a there's like a, a storm that happens inside the bar where there's a it used to, it's at the bottom of the Fairmont um, Hotel in San Francisco. And there's a pool in the middle of it. It used to be where the pool area was, and it's been themed different things. Now it's now it's a, a, a tiki bar, but they have this 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 boat. There's a stage on the boat, but around the uh, the pool that it, that the the stage is on, there's a, there'll be like lightning strikes and thunder, and then all of a sudden it'll just start raining all the way around the perimeter of the pool. It's the coolest fucking. What a place. cool man! He's he's like. Uh, it's not Don Beach, but oh, okay. It's a very yeah. cool. It's cool how like. How there's all these different bars that kind of do something very similar. Well, the like the the tiki bar, he kind of paved the way for like w- what happens at a tiki bar. Yeah, right? like the theming and stuff, you know. And the the, the light, yeah, because I mean they I, I all think, do that. Yeah, totally. I mean, think about like you know, it's not. I mean, he's like Walt Disney, dude. He's like in uh, a lot of respects, yeah. Yeah, and, or uh, uh, you know, like Cliff. a William Castle, dude. Just sure. like really immersive, big like, time, cool yeah. shit, big time. And like I, I think that Polynesian and tiki culture is like the the. Is like one of the coolest forms of escapism that exists. Dude, I'm really curious about the drinks, but I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Okay. You're going to just leave me all by myself here? What am I going to do? You got to shit or what? I mean, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the first time that you've had to shit. So the last time that Robert left me on the podcast so he could take a dump was uh, on a friend of the show Manolo's podcast. And Robert was gone for a while while he uh, was just letting it out. And, I mean, he was probably... (laughs) I would assume that Robert was probably gone for uh, maybe like 15 minutes. Yeah, we we had had a deep dish. Are you you shitting with the door open? Oh, let me shut the door. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it was like a... a, We had a really heavy meal. And uh, Robert was shitting. uh, Or so I thought. He came out... (laughs) Like 15 minutes later, he's just like, yeah, it was just all farts. I'm like, oh, my God, man. That is a fucking raunchy time. Um, one thing I wanted to ask the audience is is if you guys have been the Don the Beachcombers, I would like to hear your thoughts and opinions about Don the Beachcombers and what would be your favorite drinks at Don the Beachcombers because Don the Beachcomb- Don Beach, I think he developed over 80, 80 cocktails. I think it, the number was 84. I think Trader Vic had more, um, but... uh. Yeah, yeah. Somebody at the door? I think somebody's at the door. Oh, you just... Come on in. What the fuck is going on, man? This is a, a strange, strange time. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, man. Going good, dude. Who are you? Hi, my name's Cowboy Bob. How uh, you Cowboy... Cow- there, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cowboy Bob? Yeah, dude. Wow, cool, man. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I, I just saw the door was not open, so I just came right in, made do- myself at the- home. Oh, the door was open? Uh, no, I opened it, but I oh. feel like you're a nice gentleman, and I've been uh, on a very long travel. I just went to the island of Hikuaka. You did? Yeah, man. W- where did you come from originally before you went to Hikuaka? Uh, I was in Endor, too, for a little bit on the Endor moon with yeah, the but Ewoks. Where, where, uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm, I know. That, that sounds great, but where are you originally from? Uh, I'm originally from Norco, California. Norco, California. Yeah, man. That's interesting. It's a very interesting accent. You sound like you. That's almost like a Texas accent. 
Yeah, you know, uh, my 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 family. I think they're from the west side of Norco. Okay, so, so yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. That's like the sunnier side of Norco. That's right, dude. We got cowboys, cowboy hats. Oh. Bob's big boy with the cowboy hat. You oh, know yeah, what's yeah. going down. Yeah, that's dude. a cool one. I wish that I wish that they, they sold figurines of that Bob's big boy. They should. Yeah, they should. I'll, I'll start a petition, man. I'll I'll freaking I'll I'll strap myself with some dynamite over there. I'll make so, it happen, dude. So. uh well, it's it's Bob. It's Cowboy Bob. Is that your Cowboy name? Bob? Yeah. Cowboy Bob. Um. <laughs> so today on the podcast, we've been talking about uh, tiki culture. Do you know much about tiki culture at all? Oh yeah, I love it. You do. I oh, do, yeah. man. I, all my travels into the islands of they have tiki bars. Oh really? Yeah, they do. It's a Swenson's Tiki Bar. Have you oh ever shit! Had one of those? Is that yeah. is that in, like Thailand? Yeah, they've got actually That's an interesting dialect with clicks and, and little things like that in there in the Thailand dialect. Yeah, I mean they've got all sorts of stuff. Is it like a, like an African like little Swahili? I don't, I don't know. I, don't even, I think do they that, use clicks and Swahili. I think that that also came from Norco as well. <laughs> yeah. Did, okay, yeah. interesting. Wow, man. So, do you know much about um, Don the Beachcombers? Yeah, I've met him on my travels. You, really? Yeah. No shit. What yeah, about man? man? <laughs> well, we were on the island of Dorne. Oh, uh, and uh, we were some Dornish ladies, uh-huh. well, and okay. I don't know if I can really tell you what else transpired, but I'm well, pretty sure he's got some kids out there. I mean, Don, Don was a Don liked to party. Yeah, are you familiar with some? So you know, I was mentioning earlier. I don't know if you know this. He made me hide opium in my oh, ass. Oh, he, oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, I, I don't know if you know this, but Don was famous for making uh, crafting over eighty cocktails. Man, that's such a Have you a ever number. had any of the uh, the cocktails that your friend Don Beach ever ever made? Well, unfortunately, I'm allergic to alcohol. Really? Yeah, I've got this disease where if I have it, uh-huh. I have an aneurysm. I just start immediately an just aneurysm? unloading turds in my pants. Whoa, is that, is that like a, that happens when you have aneurysms? You unload turds in your pants? <laughs> I mean, this guy, he does, you, you, uh, you definitely not a Dr. Phil. Uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get your medical degree, did Dr. you? Dr. Love. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a very small, only one in 10 million people get it. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, interesting. Yeah. So you're allergic to alcohol, it gives you aneurysms. Yeah. Oh, I was going to, I was going to, well, let's just play a little game here. Um, Sure. I, I know that you don't you don't drink alcohol, but you are familiar with Don Beach. I am, and you you, you know he he was crafting these things when you guys were out there in Pakalakaliki or whatever you guys. Yeah, I saw him. He had some little potions yeah. going on. He so had something. Let's just. I'm gonna I'm gonna name off some of the most famous Don Beach drinks. Yeah. And why don't you describe what they taste like? Or what I imagine them to taste like? Oh, I they, think, oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's. I think good, so. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you ready to go? Let's, sure. let's start it off. All right. So the most one of the most famous ones that he did was the uh, was the uh, the zombie, zombie. Yeah. What 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 is that? Do I don't know. I don't know. What what what's in that? What's in it? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. That just sounds like it probably tastes like you know little little tingy zingy with a little uh-huh. bit of yeah a little little bit of uh, cornucopia on the side. You know, oh, maybe okay. right. maybe some. Uh, Maybe some salt and vinegar in there. I know it had, you know? I ha- had a little bit of 151 in Whoa, there. Whoa. That, yeah. I don't know, rum. man. I'm a big a mug root beer man myself, but I, I, oh. I've heard that that shit will fuck M- you up. Mug root beer? Yeah, mug root beer. Oh, okay. Now, Barks? No, bar- Barks has bought. It's a little oh. too... <laughs> a little it might trigger the aneurysm, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, and, it, and I, who know, I would never want you to have that part of the aneurysm where you just... Have uncontrollable diarrhea. No, 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 oh, no. Awful, it's not man. fun, man. It's real stinky. Oh man, real stinky. Okay, so I think right. it's got a little salt and vinegary taste. Oh, well, you know what okay. I mean? A little well. punch, a little zingle of dew. Oh, that's a, these are these are words that I really don't have. I don't have a, a lot of uh, 
I've never really heard them before. Zingly do. Zingly do. There, I've I've been to a lot of places. I've picked oh, yeah. up a lot of dialect on wow, my, my pretty, travels. That's pretty cool. Man. What's another drink you got so in I, there? I, we have another one here. It's called Three Dots in a Dash. What would that be? Well, uh, in my travels in India, I'd imagine that that it's got a little spicy curry taste. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's got a little Steph Curry spice. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, I heard there's a good Steph Curry spice drink out there. Really? Yeah, man. Is it the three dots and a <laughs> feather? I think it's actually two twigs and a berry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's called double barrel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. A one nut double barrel. <laughs> I don't know, but I've, it sounds good. It's a little, di- I mean, it's kind of similar, though. It's definitely got a little curry spice to it. Yeah. It better. You know? I'd like to try it. It sounds real eggnog It's expensive, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I like anything with the name Nog in it. It does. It sounds like a British, uh, you know, it sounds like a like a British blowjob or something. That, yeah. You know what something I mean? Something to do with cum. Yeah, it know? is very gross. Yeah. No, very but, nice. Yeah, very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah not, I like it too, man. We like it. Yeah. I love your hat. Thank you, man. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Let's do, let's do another one. So, All right, let's see. Oh, here's a, good, here's a good one. This one definitely has a... Some familiarity to it because of your world travels, you may have come across a cobra. But have you ever had to drink the cobra's fang? No. Oh. I'd imagine that would taste painful. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. got some of the uh, Jonathan English. Comp- oh, well, never mind. Uh, it's got some of the uh, cherry blossom punch. Oh, I don't even know what the fucking. I don't even know. Wow. Yeah, man. Does it have a zangana blue? A salamogaza. Some. Oh my god, you speak that dialect. Do you speak a second? Yeah. Whoa, man. Yeah, not I've never met anyone else that would speak French Stewart exclaimed. No, no, she might. Shamuna nice. Shamuna. Spread them right open. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you know what we call that in, in the United States? No. Don Beach called it a pearl diver. Whoa. <laughs> man. Wow. This is good, That's dude. That's so cool. I've never really met anybody that speaks that dialect before. No, man. We'll snorkel a dude, dude. Wow, man. I, Fuck. I, I knew I was picking up on something, but because your world travels with Don the Beach. Well, Don you Beach, know. The man, I, I you know. I don't want to boast too much, but I was there when Hillary put that kid in the d- headlock yeah. and sucked the life out of his no body. Shit. And that boy grew up to be Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> At least that's what this guy told me. He, he he watches in fours every day. He and lives around the corner, dude. Does, is, he smokes really? cigarettes. He's a cigarette smoker. Yeah. You know that guy? I do. I met him on my travels in Eagle Rock. Holy shit. In Eagle Rock. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me twice. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's crazy. You know that guy. Yeah. I've never talked to him before. He seemed like a very, he seemed like he was really with the shit. You know, I think that the only way that I could really describe that man's personality is in the dialect of Isawawa. Mm. And that is, that's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's Sugar Weaver Pepsi. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Nui Nui. <laughs> that's actually a drink. Well, Nui Nui. Nui Nui, yeah. That, that sounds like it would. Uh... Tropical fruit juice is in uh, fine rums. Man. It's, a, it's a delightful drink of island origin. Damn. Yeah, and they would only allow you to get three. You know why? Why? Because, man, this would actually trigger your aneurysms and your in your diarrhea, but tiki drinks will get you fucked up. 
When I, when I was 16, me and my buddies were getting fucked up at a at a, uh, at a, at a what turned into a bisexual swinging orgy, and uh, we were getting fucked up on TV. Man, days. late to the game, 16, boy. <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, yeah. man. Crazy. <laughs> me and my travelers, I was five years old, you know what I mean? Um, no, yeah. j- no, I'm playing. But, sir, I, I have to get back on my travels. I've got a long road to Corona, well, Norco. It was, it was a ni- Yeah, it was nice to meet you, the west side of Norco. It's yeah, the west side, man. It's a good thing you don't have to go to the east side, though. Nothing better, man. Yeah. You got to try the pizza. It's a... Hey, so you, you watch the podcast. I do. Because that's the that's the dialect of in guy we, we trust. trust.